No, no, I was saying we, we did do the audio check. That was the audio check. Um, uh, so, welcome to Creature Crunch, the show where we uh, we watch a movie and then we chase that monster down and beat it into some like cargo container. And then we're surprised when a whole bunch of other D&D monsters come to, to kill us. My name is Matt. And I am a giant <laughs> alien gorilla wolf motherfucker. This, this week, uh, we were covering... One of Chris's movies, yeah, trust. Uh, one, one, one that, one that he wanted to do just to watch the movie again, and I don't blame him. Yeah, because it's a very good movie. It was a good movie. I like this movie. Um, yeah, this movie is Attack the Block. Attack the Block. Yep. Yes, uh, starring the John Boyega. Uh huh. And uh, Jody Whittaker. Yep. Um. So, uh, so we got Finn from Star Wars and the most recent Doctor in here, and Nick Frost. And Nick a, Frost. a random Nick a Frost. Random Nick Frost. <laughs> Who yep. I'm pretty sure they just picked off the set of Paul and was like, okay, here, just where you sit here and you get as stoned as possible. Yeah. And that's what you do. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get paid for this. <laughs> yeah, he he as much as I enjoy watching Nick Frost and like the the Nick Frost Simon Pegg movies, um, he did seem very out of place in this one. Like, yeah, yeah, he he didn't have a whole lot to do. He was more of a location than a person, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we jump into that, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, what do we think? Uh, uh, I like it. Movie. It's a love, good movie. Yep, love this movie. Can't recommend it enough. Yep, um, it's one of the better uh, practical effect movies of the past few years. Past few years, he says about a movie that is a decade old at this. Well, point. whatever, you know. <laughs> Time, I, I hate time, time stopped in 2020. <laughs> it's still 2020. It's like, what, the 19th month of March 2020? <laughs> but that would still make this movie like nine years old. Shut up, man. <laughs> I know. I hate it. But um, I blame you for that. You in particular. <laughs> Check it out if you haven't already. And this one may not have, actually. Um, I think this one's a little bit more obscure than... it. Like, it's definitely received a lot of critical acclaim and like cult status after the fact. It didn't do great, at least in American box offices, when it was... That does not surprise yeah, me. Yeah, when, when it first released. But it's definitely received more attention after John Boyega got cast in Star Wars, and after Jodie Whittaker got cast as the newest Doctor. Um, people went back and were like, oh, this has these two really famous people in it now. Let's check it out. And then, oh, wow, this is great. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely picked up since then. Well, because I, I know that I wouldn't have even caught onto this movie had I not seen a few like select gifts back in t- on Tumblr in 2012 or something like that. Right, right. And uh and since then, I mean, I don't it's not a movie I hear very often. No, I mean, it it's like I said it's definitely got cult status and it's definitely um popular with the people who have watched it. It's pretty much universally highly rated. Um it's good. Yeah, and there's a sequel that's slated to coming out come out. It's in pre-production right now. All right, I didn't um, know that. Uniting uh Boyega with uh director Joe Cornish again. Sweet. So, I, I don't think Jodie Whittaker's coming back. Yeah, I don't know how many of the other uh kids are coming back for this because now they're no longer kids. Right, right. I mean, um Boyega was a little old for the role when he got cast. <laughs> yeah, I've notes not, about that in Yeah, he's not 15. <laughs> no. He, well, even he's... He he's says not he's supposed 15. to look fifteen. He, like. No, he he is supposed to be older than he is. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, she she even makes a reference to that in the movie. But like, I remember watching that and when he says that. It's like he's like, I'm fifteen. And it's like, if you're fifteen, I'm twenty. Yeah, 
And then I had to quickly Google to see when John Boyega was born, and he was 19 when he when he was in this. Which so. isn't much older. It isn't much older, no, but I mean... And he's, he's got a very baby face. He like, does. He's got a cute, cute round face, I like him. But, uh... John Boyega is a great guy, and I like seeing him and stuff. We're gonna jump into this. Yep. Uh, of course, as always, there are gonna be spoilers here, so if you yep. haven't checked out Attack the Block, I definitely recommend watching it before... This, yeah. Um, but, uh, Chris, take us away. Okay. So we uh, open on uh, fireworks shooting off for Guy Fox night in South London. And we see that uh, Sam, Jody Whitaker, is walking home from work, talking to her mom on the phone, telling her about all the stuff that's going on, about how her day's been going and how she wants to see her, but hasn't been able to yet, so on and so forth. And then uh, a group of masked teens led by uh, Moses, John Boyega, Start menacing her, riding their bikes at her, surround her, and mug her. They're hoodlums. Yeah. And this incident is actually um, based off of the direct, something that happened to the director. Oh, really? Joe Cornish, yeah. Okay. Uh, he lives in South London and was mugged by a bunch of kids one night. And while it was going on, he noticed that the kids mugging him were way more scared than he was about what was going on. Sure. And he's like, okay, what in the world would make these kids... Like, for one thing, feel that they had to do that. And two, make them so scared about doing it, but still have to do it. Sure. So he started thinking about that. And then he's like, okay, well, you know, well, um, he started talking to kids in the area. Like, what's going on with your lives? Why do you feel you have to do this? And so on and so forth. And then he, he started thinking, like, okay, what if there was, like, some big disaster that happened here? And all these kids had to be the protectors of their area. Like, who would stand up for them, who would join them, like, what would happen, and that's where the idea for this came from. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, although that, that like, I can see how that conception comes through, but it doesn't actually play into the movie a huge no. amount, because the, the, the mugging and things happen before the disaster. Right. But... But I can definitely see how he drew the line there and, mm -hmm. and uh, connected the dots. And, I mean, you do get a little bit of that social commentary in the oh, movie. Oh, definitely, so. especially later on in the movie. Right, but uh, but cool. I, I dig it. Cool. Mm -hmm. They rob uh, Sam, take off and start going through her stuff, and yeah. then something crashes into a, a car next to them, like a big fireball object. An asteroid. An or asteroid meteor, meteor or something. yeah. Because in the beginning of the movie, it pans down, and you see that before you even see the fireworks. Right, so. right. But, but yeah. Also, I have to say that I am... The first time I watched this movie way back when, mm -hmm. um, I didn't watch it with subtitles. Yeah. I had no clue what the hell was going on in the entire movie at all. <laughs> and this time I watched it with subtitles. Uh-huh. And thank God for that, because... Whoa, man. These kids talk fast. They talk really fast. I ha I there's have a lot a, of crosstalk. I have a lot of difficulty understanding thick accents as it is. Uh-huh. And then you add in all of the heavy slang. There's a use. lot of usage of slang. In it this, is. It's, it's great. I love it. Yeah. No. It's great. It, it is. It's fun to listen to. Like even back then, I enjoyed listening to it. Uh -huh. I had no idea what they were saying. They may as well have been speaking another language entirely. <laughs> like it was. It's intense. Uh huh. But yeah, now with subtitles, I was able to enjoy it a lot more. Right. One. Like I. I don't know about you, but I watched it on Amazon. I had to rent it from them. Yeah. Uh, because no one else has it at the moment. Yeah. Yay. Yep. Um. I really wish the Amazon subtitles had character names stapled to lines a lot more than it does. Yeah. Because, like, when you get a lot of that crosstalk and, like, the fast talks, like, okay, this person's saying this, this person's saying this. Who the hell is saying what? I don't uh -huh. know. Well, no, the, the subtitles themselves had difficulty keeping they up. They did. Like, There's there a were, lot of mistakes. There were huge chunks of lines that were just left out. Because right. The, <laughs> like, the program doing funny. the subtitles is like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, it's really funny. But uh, but yeah, Asteroid crashes into car. Uh, so yeah, the car is totaled, and this actually comes back later on, which is very funny. Um, Moses starts checking out the vehicle, trying to figure out what happened, like breaks into it. Well, he, and... he yeah, it was, it's less of he wants to know what happened and more of he was looking to see if there's right. anything valuable in it. But at the same time, he is kind of curious about like what crashed into this car. Mm-hmm. While Moses is checking it out, uh, he is attacked by some sort of creature that slashes up his face. Yeah, and then between this and Carnosaur, I'm learning that a scratch on the cheek is of a revengeable act. Yeah, I mean to be fair, to be fair, Moses like got really scratched. He got whereas, really me- like kind of messed up. These yeah, things are sharp. Yeah, whereas like Carnosaur, it was like a little chicken scratch. Yeah, but yeah. still, literally, I, I just wanted. To, I thought that was an interesting parallel. Yeah, yeah. but Mo- Moses like swears vengeance against this goddamn thing, and him and the rest of his gang uh, track it down to, to kill it. Mm-hmm. They chase it into, like, a wooden playground structure. I don't know. I, I, I called it a shipping crate or, or, like, just a big crate of some sort. Well, like, the thing is there's swings next to it. So. I know. It's, it was weird. But yeah. it, it's a crate. And like, all them boys go in there. <laughs> well, they uh, first, uh, one of the other kids, Pest, throws some uh, firecrackers in there and, like, startles it and, like, makes it all nervous. And then the rest of the gang jumps in there and they beat the shit out of it and kill it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen, like... An alien get jumped. <laughs> yeah, no, like they go in there and they. It's it, there's a lot of boys in that crate. Yeah, I, that that creature didn't stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. And after they they kill it and like they're celebrating and talking about how they you know beat the crap out of it and they're so hard because they murdered this alien. Yep. Um, camera zooms out and we see a bunch more objects crashing down towards the city. Mm-hmm. And, and we get our title. Yep. And as they're walking back uh they're they're dragging the thing uh-huh and it's like their trophy uh one of the boys um makes a reference to gears of war some kind of non-found out about creature yeah like some gears of war thing trust yes i know back by 10 yeah and uh i started taking notes of every single reference there's a that I lot caught. of pop culture references yeah in this. i'm sure i missed a few yeah and there's probably quite a few that went over my head i mean there's a lot of music like rap met, uh-huh. uh, references that i definitely didn't pick up on i didn't notate too much but um but yeah they, they say it's a gears of war type thing they yeah. call it dobby hey, it's freezing man look like dobby the house over moses got shanked by a dobby <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then later they talk about, like, they should have stayed home and played FIFA. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Like I said, I, I made a note. There's well, a, so many, and it's really cool. <laughs> like, it, it a, a lot of the dialogue was, if not improvised by the kids, was at least inspired by them from interviews that Joe Cornish did while uh, casting them. Oh, wow. He set out a casting net of, like, 1,400 kids and interviewed all of them, basically. Oh, wow. Like, him and his crew. And pieced together the dialogue from all of them. And, oh, wow. like, was like, okay, what would you say in this situation? And, like, there's that one line later on where uh, Dimples says that she doesn't want to touch it because she'll get a chlamydia. Yeah. That's 100% derived from what she said when, like, Joe Corner showed her the pup and is like, okay, what would you say if you saw this? <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to touch it. I'd get chlamydia. <laughs> and he's like, that's hilarious. Okay, I'm putting that in, that, that in the script. Could be diseased. You get me. I don't want no chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that allow that, that makes sense as to why like the dialogue does feel it, it it feels real. It pops. It feels sharp and like real. Like all the slang and everything is how these kids talk. Like it's yeah, great it's, it's you definitely don't get the like 
oh, this is how Hollywood thinks kids right, talk. Right, it's, no, right. this is how kids fucking talk. These are some of the best, like, kid and teen actors I've seen in a movie. 100%. Like, in a long time. Absolutely, which is hard to do. It's really hard to do. What? But, I mean, like, part of it is you get kids who talk like kids and let them talk like kids. You don't yeah. try and put adult language in their mouth. Yeah, no, no. Most, uh, a lot of Hollywood does, a lot of big movies just in general yeah, do that. Yeah. Where, And, it, I mean, it's like these writers, they aren't kids they mm-hmm. they are so and they are so out of touch with normal society as it is. <laughs> right, right. And like even uh Mayhem and Probs in this movie, like the little little kids who are like twelve. Ten. Yeah, yeah, ten to twelve. Like they are really funny and good. Uh-huh. And like in any other movie I would probably find them insufferable because right. they wouldn't talk like kids talk. They wouldn't act like kids. They uh-huh. would act like writers writing yeah. trying to write like kids. Yeah. But it it's really good and the dialogue is just so sharp in this movie. Anyway, moving on. Um, when we cut back from the opening, we see, uh, Sam rushing into her apartment, uh, like really shook up by the experience of being mugged by these kids. She runs into Margaret, another person who lives in the building. Who's the sweetest old lady. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, we, I don't think we actually see her again throughout the mayhem, so. We don't. Man, I hope she lived. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they start talking about what's going on. Uh, Sam says that she tried to call the police, but this is the busiest night of the year, so they haven't been able to get to her yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can relate in, here uh, in the States. Yeah. The Sam... Or the, the Sam. The gang starts <laughs> dragging uh, the corpse of this monster around like a prize Yep. while they're going through what they, they took from Sam, uh, taking her credit cards, and they're like, oh shit, she was a nurse. She doesn't make very much. We just robbed another poor person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they run into a group of girls who live in the building and start, like, teasing them with the, the monster corpse. Uh, Sam finally is able to talk to the police about it, um, but since they were all wearing masks, she kind of gives them really vague descriptions about, like, one was wearing a hat, one was wearing a different kind of hat. Yeah, <laughs> she, give, she gives the type of description I probably would give. Right, right. Honestly... Hers is probably even more descriptive. Yeah, yeah. She noticed that one of the hats had red on it. Yeah. Like, I would not have yeah. picked up on that. I didn't pick up on that watching yeah. this movie. It's, like, I don't know. He had a face. He was a kid. Yeah. Looked like a man. Uh, the kids drag the corpse up to Nick Frost's apartment. Yep. Nick Frost suddenly appears. Yeah. Uh, wild Nick Frost appears. Well, because well, they they do kind of lead in. There's, there's precedent for them going mm-hmm. to him. Um, like we learned that he is, he grows weed yeah, and he's a, he's a supplier. Yeah. In, in and, uh, he also likes to watch nature documentaries. Right. And so they're like, well, we'll take it to him and see if he can identify right, what it right. is. Cause they, they had no idea what it was. They're like, is it a monkey? No, it's too bald. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's, it's, they're trying to figure out what it is, but cause this thing looks gross. It, lo- it looks really gross. It doesn't have eyes. It's completely hairless or like almost completely Mostly hairless. It, yeah. And then it's got wicked jaws and claws. Yeah. It looks like a shaved monkey. Yeah. A shaved blind a shaved monkey. Bl- a shaved blind monkey. Yeah. So they they show it to uh Ron Nick Frost and he's like, "Okay, that's not any sort of terrestrial life form I've heard of, and I am a stoner who watches nature documentaries, <laughs> so I know." Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty. Dis- yeah, he he wants them, he wants them to show it to hi hats. To hi hats, right? yeah, yeah. But uh, first, Bruce uh, is in the room with them and is really trying to ingratiate himself into their group. Like he's this twenty-year-old guy and he really wants to like get along with these fourteen to sixteen-year-old kids. Yeah, 
and he is just sitting in the in Ron's front room smoking weed with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he is, is he if he is what I would have been if I was a twenty year old stoner. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But he is just way too much of a twit to like get mm-hmm. along with them. He's trying to use their slang, and he's not of the right area to do that. I guess you'd say like no, he's he's trying to fit in, but he is not fitting. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a different strata than they are. Yeah, I'd say. yeah. But he really wants. He's really trying. And he's not a bad guy, he's just a twit. Yep. Jakes, <laughs> <laughs> man, Jakes. Oh, oh, go home. Go home, sir. <laughs> yeah, jokes. <laughs> he does have one really good line later on, though. Mm-hmm. So Moses asks Ron to keep the corpse in the weed room. <laughs> and they take it back there and run into uh, Hi-Hat and... Is that Beats? I can't remember the other guy's name. I thought it started with a T. Tonks. 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 Yeah. Um, who, Tom, or Hi Hats is like the lead dealer of the area, and he is. He's like, he's like, leader type he's, guy. Uh, um, this is going to show my whiteness, but yeah. he is like um, the gang member alpha. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's the leader of the gangs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and when they drop off the corpse, uh, Hi Hats tries to get Moses to deal for him. He's trying to say, like, you're not making any money just mugging people and doing that shit. You gotta start selling some higher quality drugs. Mm-hmm. So, gives him a packet of, I believe, cocaine because he talks about uh, dealing white. Yeah. So that's what I believe it is, but I, once again, I do not know. That's not my area of expertise. <laughs> right. It's also, like, the cultural difference, um, even just from 2011 till now, it's right. like, you know, weed is really legal back then, and especially in London at that time. Yeah. And now, here in, you know, living in Colorado yeah, in, in 2022. In Soco, like, like, we have a, a dispensary, like, three blocks from here. The, <laughs> yeah, you spit, and there's a dispensary. Like, right, right. <laughs> so it's, it's just having it, that cultural difference there. Right. It's hard to kind of grasp exactly. It, it's very different, and... You know, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, yeah, the uh, rest of the gang gets completely high with uh, with Bruis and starts watching nature documentaries on moths. Yep. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing to do, I guess. Yep. He learns about moth pheromones. Yeah. Um, Mo- Moses is, like, the only one... Like, through all of this, all of the kids are joking and having fun. They're talking like kids. But Moses is, like, pretty much straight-faced the he's entire very, time. He's very stone-faced and serious. Yeah, he is... You can tell there's something different with Moses. Yeah, yeah. He ain't got time for jokes. <laughs> man, jokes. <laughs> jokes, man, jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, they tease Moses about getting recruited by hi-hats to sell. And they, like, jump all over him and start giving him shit about it. And then the other creatures land. Mm-hmm. Um, They're and- pure coming down. <laughs> it's just rockets, isn't it? No. Rockets go up before they come down. Them things are pure coming down. God damn it, man. <laughs> Hearing you say these lines is a lot less cool than in the movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm street. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, the, the kids get really excited to go kill more monsters. Mm-hmm. Theorizing that, hey, they killed one. How hard can these other ones be? Right. 
Yeah, they're they're ready to go to war. They're yeah. they're like excited about this prospect. So they they all go and and gear up. We get the gear up sequence, and we get to see a little bit of each kid's home life. Mm-hmm. Most of them have pretty decent. Most home of them lives. are pretty good. Yeah, there's um can't remember the the kid with the dog. Yeah, is um, that Dennis? Dennis, yes, Dennis. Yeah, like his is a little iffy because we just see his. We I don't just know, hear his dad. I just hear his dad, and his dad's pretty or stern. His, his dad or his uncle? I don't. I, can't I think it's his dad. I think it's his dad. Yeah. But and then we don't. We pointedly don't see Mo- Moses's. Right. The the door closes right behind him. We don't see. What's we don't going see on anything there. in there. No. Yeah. And I, I I couldn't help but wonder if there was some significance to his uh, apartment number, which was one nine one. I got no wonder. Idea. I I was wondering if because in movies nothing is accidental yeah so there's gotta be some significance to the director there's gotta be but there's a little bit of accidental significance later because um sam's apartment has a blue door okay and she is the doctor of doctor who and the terrace is blue oh it's like the exact same blue okay (laughs) okay yeah that it's very accidental that is clearly coincidental but but it's very funny yeah But yeah, and then in this, <laughs> I just in this gear up sequence, like they're grabbing like baseball bats and stuff. One, one, one of them's grabbing like a samurai sword. That's a katana, yeah, katana that's on the wall. One kid has a hidden machete. Yeah, <laughs> like wow, okay. It is very important though that none of the kids have guns. Yes, the only person who uses a, the only one of the the block members who uses a gun in the movie is hi hats. Yep. And that's very important. Mm-hmm. Joe Cornish said that if any of the other kids had used a gun at all, it would have been a very different movie. Like sure. it, that would have completely changed the, the tone and the message he was going for. Absolutely, I could easily yeah. see that because his his entire point is that these kids are these are um, it, it's a tragedy almost. Yeah, it's uh, these kids are being forced into this situation and they are kids still yeah but if they had guns that would completely change it they're no yeah. longer kids at that point they're th- they're just straight up thugs they're same straight up gang members right and that's they're not... going down the same line path that hi-hats went down exactly and they are most like, like they're trying to resist doing that they want to have their their friends they want to be a gang to speak of like amongst themselves but they don't want to fall into that lifestyle necessarily. Right, right. So it, it is very important. And uh, and that's it, kind of the, the point of Moses' character is he's being forced into that lifestyle and yeah. he doesn't want to. Right. So yeah, lots of social commentary in this movie just from mm-hmm. little things like that. And then they all go riding off and one kid has a teeny tiny bike and I'm it's not very sure funny. why. <laughs> it's very funny. I love that little bike. And then and then we get po- we get a Pokemon reference. Right. We get, we get the first FIFA reference. Yeah. We gotta catch them all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking Pokemon. (laughs) But they they find another meteorite, which is uh, a curled up monster. Like, it's all... It's sitting on a jungle gym. Right, right. Um, The the same, like, wooden structure that they chase the other one into. Uh Uh-huh. And it eats... Pogo. It eats Pogo the dog. Pogo the dog. (laughs) Pogo goes ballistic, goes over there, and uh, Pogo dead. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, the monster jumps down from the structure, and they find out that it is completely black, except for blue glowing teeth, yeah. which is one of the coolest, like, monster effects I've seen. Yeah, it's, it's a cool Chloe mouth for no discernible reason, no. but I don't care. It looks cool. Yeah, because like, these things are, are Vantablack otherwise. Yeah, yeah. No, they are They are very, very... Um, it, 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 they're very distinctive in that, like... Honestly, all things considered, they don't have a very intricate design. No. They're just gorilla suits, practically. Well, the, the, their design is based off of the furry monsters from the side of the Space Invaders cabinet. 
Okay. Because like the monsters on the side of the Space Invaders cabinet don't have the same appearance as like the little blocky guys in the game. Right. They're like furry gorilla dudes. Yeah. And they're based off of that. Okay. So yeah, I mean, but they're they're very simplistic they're designs. Yeah. They don't have eyes, and they the and like you said, they're Vanta Black, so mm -hmm. they're pretty much featureless. Other than you can tell they're furry, right? You can kind of generally tell their outline, their silhouette, but then they open that mouth, and, and they have like three rows of blue glowing sharp fangs mm -hmm. that almost seem to like it, because they like glow and and pulsate. It almost looks like they're swirling at times. Yeah, yeah. And it's it is such a sharp visual that mm -hmm. it is hard to forget. Like I remember seeing like that's oh, how yeah. I found this movie is I saw a gif and it showed these things like climbing over a couch and uh -huh. it's just like. Whoa, that looks so cool! Right, and right. No, I I love these things' designs. Mm -hmm. Simple, and very effective, very effective, and it just it like it's perfect for practical effects because it's so easy to do that suit mm -hmm. and just have them move in a very animalistic way. It, it's so cool. There was uh, two total monster suits for this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's very little CG used other than to just kind of replicate the suits for the bigger scenes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see and, that. And uh, kind of enhance, like, when they're crawling up the side of the building and stuff like that. Right. Like, that's a lot of CG there. But out of the entire movie, there's only, like, 100 CG shots. Yeah. Which is nothing. Yeah. No, it, it's it's mostly practical It's mostly practical. And it looks... They look good. They look great. They look yeah. really, really good. The monster starts chasing them, uh, and they run into a police van, which also chases them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they... Uh, Moses wipes out on his bike, and the cops catch him yep, and handcuff they, him. They start arresting him. Yep, throw him into the van, and Moses is watching like the the creature get closer and closer, and he's like, "You better arrest me faster, you guys. <laughs> we got to get in this thing." Yeah, and they're taking their time about it. Uh, the boys are the rest of the, the group is like on top of a bridge, and they're watching other creatures start to get closer and closer, and. And the uh, and Sam is in the back, the the van too. They're, they're, yeah, the the cops are bringing her around uh, to see if they could find the kids. Who yeah, loved her. just kind of mm -hmm. look around and see if you see them. Yeah, and well, they do. They so. do. Yeah. Uh, the the creatures murder the cops. Splat. Yeah. Pretty pretty <laughs> severe. Like. It's not graphic, but it, it's harsh. gruesome. It's yeah. gruesome. Like that first one, just it, like you see the cop behind the van, and then just suddenly this black thing hits, and then blood splatters yeah, everywhere. Yeah, like, whoa, okay, it's very sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sam and Moses are alive by virtue of being inside the van at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, the boys plan to startle the creatures away by using bigger fireworks than they used previously and break Moses out of the van. Uh, Dennis makes it in. And starts kicking a monster in the face as it chases him, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Dennis is great. I like Dennis a lot. Yeah. Uh, they jack the van and use their phones to contact the others about where to meet up. And Dennis is not the best van driver. Well. By virtue of being a kid. Yeah, he's like 14. Yeah. And then we find out that the uh, the first creature, the, the one that they killed, uh, the car it landed on is Bruce's dad's car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is really funny. And Bruce is like... He's got kind of the, the weed paranoia going on at the moment. Uh-huh. And he's convinced that the cops are looking for him. Yeah. So he ducks behind, a, a, like, a, a hedgerow. Mm -hmm. And calls Ron and is like, oh, the co there's cops everywhere. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ron looks at his window with binoculars and is, like, uh, playing, oh, like, 
Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, like look it over and like, okay, there's no cops over here. Shit, the Blockbuster closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get a 28 days, 28 days 20 later days reference. Later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, the, and the poor subtitles have no idea what's happening. No, no, there's way too much dialogue being shouted at the moment. Uh-huh. Panicky dialogue. <laughs> uh, Dennis and Moses uh, start driving the... Uh, the police van through a parking garage. They take off the siren by smashing it into a sign. And then they crash into Hi-Hat's car. Yep. And this is where problems start. Yeah. <laughs> More so than they already have. <laughs> we got our, our secondary antagonist. Uh, Hi-Hat's is, I think, the primary antagonist. The monsters are kind of incidental. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah, they're just a natural disaster at this point. They're just kind of happening. Hi-Hat's is obviously really upset about his car being crushed. And pulls pulls the gun on the kids, mm-hmm. and is ready to completely shoot them. They start telling him like, "No, no, there's there's aliens, there's monsters around. Like you gotta watch out." And of course, he doesn't believe them because why yeah, would he? he's like he, he gets really upset about them telling him that it's an alien. He's like, "Say that word one more time." I yeah, just, I, you know, I dare you. And then they're like, "Well, what what is it? What is it?" And he's like, "He's like, uh, there's it's on the roof." He's like, "What's on the roof? Say it!" <laughs> One of them big gorilla wolf motherfuckers. Which is kind of what they're called throughout the movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is a good thing to call them. It's as accurate as anything else. Yeah. And there's a lot of scenes of of people like saying that they're dogs, like mistaking them for dogs. Yeah. And then as soon as they see them, it's like, oh no, that's not a dog. That's Something else. Real <laughs> wolf, motherfucker. <laughs> One of the uh, aliens drops down behind all of them. They hear it, and Hi-Hat sends Tonks to go investigate. And we are down one Tonks. Yeah, Tonks, Tonks is, is monstered. Yeah, pretty, yeah. He, he gets completely wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Hi-Hat's, after this, um, kind of... There's a reoccurring theme where he blames the kids for it. Right. Um, I don't think he makes the the direct suggestion that the dogs, these aliens, the dogs, are like the owned by the kids. Mm-hmm. I think the police make that. Somebody somebody it's makes Sam a later. reference. Sam yeah. later on says like you you had you stuck those dogs on us. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the uh, but high hats is kind of yeah. In that same wheelhouse. Like, or it's, these, it's like, these things belong to the kids. Yeah. Or are, they're responsible for them somehow. Yeah. Honestly, for him, though, it's probably just, I'm angry and need to take it out on somebody, and there's something that I hate right now. Right, right. Now, T- is actually shoots one of them to death. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of sets his course for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Where he thinks he can just take these things, and they're mm-hmm. no problem. Which is honestly kind of the same course that the kids run into after they kill the first one. Right. The, the littler one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they beat it up with a single shiv and their, their mitts. Right. So, Hi-Hats leaves in his way, and the kids get on their bikes and, and flee using a, like, I don't know if it's, it's a bolt cutter, I think, to snap. Uh, yeah, they, they get the a wrist, bolt cutter that they get, uh, they get uh, Moses's cuffs off. Right. And, and throughout all these chase sequences, I couldn't help but notice that all the, most of the kids seem to upgrade their regular bikes with motorbikes. I'm not sure how or when they did that. <laughs> I don't know, man. But, like, there's a scene with, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Pest, who uh, he's like, he tries to drive the motorbike down some stairs. It doesn't work out the way it does in movies. Yeah. Humorously enough. Um, and he ends up, hit, like, straight up hitting one of these things with the motorbike. Uh-huh. It's like, damn. Yeah, just picks up and whap. Yeah. <laughs> 
Which either means it's not a very heavy bike or Pest is ripped. Yeah. <laughs> for, a, for like the scrawny white kid of the bunch, he is ripped. I mean, it is a tiny bike, though. It's a tiny bike, yeah. <laughs> uh, as we mentioned, they are chased by some of these creatures. Um, Biggs gets chased into a trash bin uh-huh. where he stays the rest of the movie. Yep. <laughs> I was, the entire time I was like, oh, that poor kid in that smelly trash bin. And then I noticed later on, it's like, no, it's a recycling bin, and he's specifically in the one for paper. It's like, oh, he's probably not in his in his gross of an environment. No. <laughs> probably claustrophobic as hell. Oh, but. yeah. Well, he makes a reference that, like, he, he was running from some, some other kids way back when mm-hmm. at some point, and that's where he and hit that's where as he well. Did, yeah. So this is, this is precedented. Yeah. <laughs> And like, we get shots throughout the rest of the movie of Biggs like trying to call people and tell them where he is. Yeah, because he's the only one who has credits left on his phone. On his phone, yeah. Everybody else is all out of credits. <laughs> uh, the the rest of the kids get themselves back to the block and start trying to barricade the entrance, but a monster breaks through and chomps on Pest's leg. Yeah, getting revenge for the motorbike. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> One of the things I do kind of dig about these monsters is there's not, like, a special one. Like, when we did Tremors last week, like, there's Stumpy, who has one Mm -hmm. of his heads blown off. And, like, there's always one monster who is unique or is, like, the leader of the group or whatever. Right. And we don't get that in this. They're they're very uniform. Yeah, they're all... They're they're more animals than they are. Right. I mean, to be fair, like, in in Tremors, I'm pretty sure it's it's meant to give kind of a... uh, Instead of just, like, this horde or a swarm of them, mm-hmm. it's meant to allow the audience to focus in on one right. as the representative yeah, yeah. of the whole. Because, I mean, we got Stumpy in, in Tremors, but Stumpy wasn't better or more unique. Well, it was he, just... It was kind of implied he's smarter or he's learned yeah, from he, the other ones. Yeah, but but uh, but no, you definitely don't get that in this No, one. they're just a horde. Yeah, so you don't get that, like I said, that audience. You're not able to attach all of these things mm-hmm. to one of them. Um, which is very likely a, a very intentional decision yeah. uh, because hi-hats is the one that you're supposed to right. be able to kind of contextualize everything into. Yeah, yeah. All of your, your antagonist feels. Because like you said, these things are more of a force of nature going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So, or a natural disaster. The kids run into Sam, like, getting back to her apartment and push their way in as a place to hide, and also because Sam is a nurse, mm-hmm. and she can help with Pest's leg. Yep. And we get a Ghostbusters reference. We get a Ghostbusters reference. We get a cut to Ron and Bruce, who are still stoned as hell, and that's their entire contribution to what's going on. <laughs> uh, and now we know that the, the monsters are inside the block. Like, yeah. We see them inside, like, roaming the floors. Yeah. Hunting for something. Or someone. <laughs> or someone, yeah. <laughs> While they are tending to Pest's leg, and, like, the kids are not doing a very good job of showing why Sam should help them at this point. Right. They're yeah, really I mean, abrasive towards her, which I, I get, you know, they're kids and they're in a very stressful situation, but... And Pest is hitting on Sam the entire time. Yeah. She's do- treating his legs like, dude, stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop. You could say please, kids. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> my my southwestern sensibilities are totally destroyed. <laughs> uh, something smashes into Sam's door. Moses checks it out, arming himself with a bat. And we get a jump scare as one of the creatures launches itself at the people. <laughs> and then he upgrades from the bat to a 
<laughs> to the uh, katana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get a great line from Pest where uh, after Sam accuses them of calling, like, all these dogs. And she's like, uh, Pest says... Hey, this ain't got nothing to do with gangs. Or drugs, or rap music, or violence in video games. It's just the worst night of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the monster, or the creature, breaks inside of Sam's apartment, and Moses skewers it with the katana. Which shows that this is... For, somehow, this kid got an actual katana and not like a mall replica katana. Yeah, right? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> those Good aren't, thing, too. Yeah, because those aren't that sharp. They're very blunt. Like, I mean, very blunt. Yeah. <laughs> They're not meant to be used. No, you could maybe beat one to death if it didn't bust apart first or bend. But you're not going to stab one with it. Right. But then... And then after he kills it, though, that's when they're, like, investigating it. And specifically, that's when we learn that, yeah, they are essentially Vanta Black. Right. So they're, they're talking about its fur just... Yeah. How much more black could it be? And the answer is none. Yeah. None more black. <laughs> um, Sam tries to ditch the kids and leave. And all of the lights in the building go out. I, I, I don't know if it's the aliens doing this or if this building just has really shitty wiring. But it seems like those lights go on and off an awful lot. Yeah, they do. Uh, but we hear more screeches from inside, so there are a lot of monsters inside this building at this point. So Sam uh, decides that there is probably strength in numbers, even if those numbers are kids. Yeah. <laughs> and heads out with the, with the gang. Uh, hi, we cut to hi-hats. Uh, he's calling for a new ride and uh, another gun and swears vengeance against the kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, just uh, assuming this entire situation is their fault. Like, his shitty night is their fault, and he is going to end them for it. Yeah. Now, I mean, I know he's he's not meant to be relatable, but I've been there. <laughs> like, I've been to that. Like, everything is going wrong. You need to direct it at someone. In fact, I'm pretty sure anybody who's ever dealt with an angry customer working in retail mm-hmm. probably can relate as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I usually don't try to murder them. No, no, no. It's usually. true. It's true. <laughs> it, very contextual sense. Contextually sensitive there. But <laughs> yeah. it just depends. But you're also not a gang member dealing drugs in... In South London? No, I'm not. No, you're not. That you so. know of. <laughs> Chris is living, leading a double life. Triple. <laughs> I have so many lives, man. <laughs> this is where we get the first call from Biggs inside the bin. <laughs> He's trying to let him know that he is in, trapped inside of it and can't get out because there's monsters. There's, like, one out there just keep bashing its head against him. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Uh, we run back into Probs and Mayhem. Uh, one of them has what looks like a gun, and the other has a super soaker that he claims is filled with not water. Yeah. <laughs> we get an Xbox reference. And then we get an Urto reference. Yeah. And then Dennis takes the gun from uh, from Probs and Mayhem so that they don't have it. But Chris, I thought you said that the, the kids don't get guns in this I did. Movie. Oh boy, I did. <laughs> <laughs> they decide to go to Tia's place because it has a security gate, and that'll give them a little bit of protection. Also, the girls are apparently badass fighters, <laughs> which I believe. Oh, yeah, after what happens, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they make it up to, to her place and argue their way in. Um, and they find out that the attack is localized to, like, this area. And the authorities are kind of just cordoning it off. They're not yeah. doing a whole lot to help. It's all, it's all happening to the block, which is yeah. this one building. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they keep saying how stupid it is that, like, if monsters are going to invade anywhere, why would they invade South London? And if they're just going to invade South London, why would they attack one apartment building in South London? Right. 
Which is, yeah, that's very strange. It's, it's, there might be a reason for it. There's valid questions here. <laughs> Couldn't possibly... Yeah, there might be a reason. Couldn't possibly have to do with moths. Yeah. Uh, Sam wants to call the police, but everyone else just kind of laughs her off and tells her that the cops are just going to blame Moses and his, and his gang for what happened, regardless yeah. of what happened, and they're all going to get arrested. And it's like, yeah, that's 100% what will happen if, if the police are called in here. Yeah. That, and as we see from outside, the cops are just kind of... There. Staring out of the yeah. whole situation. Which prompts Moses' next comment that he thinks these are sent in by the government for the express purpose of killing people like him. Yeah, black people. Yeah. Black people and minorities. Yep. Absolutely. Which, I mean, <laughs> 11 years later, um, well, that, even, even like, at that I time, mean, it, it rang it, it rang pretty hard then. I, I would argue it rings harder now. <laughs> well, we're a lot more socially conscious than I, we are I, conscious than we were then. I think, especially I agree. for like middle class white fuckers like us, Matt. Right. Oh, we're, absolutely. We're a right. lot more aware of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. The internet has definitely helped with that. Um, oh yeah. No, I, I. We are exactly the wrong people to be talking about this movie. <laughs> we, well, I mean, we, we are, but we're also not at the same yeah. time. I don't know. We're just. I will just say that social media, like for all its evils. Mm-hmm has done a number on me and making me what I consider a better person. It's definitely radicalized you, which is like, I would never have thought that would have happened. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I'm glad it has. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. It's um, like jokes aside. uh, I owe a huge amount to Tumblr back in the early tens. Like, that made me a infinite, just, an infinitely better person, just in Just general. being able to see that there are people out there with different lived experiences than you. Exactly. And then now, like, no, no, no. I I am happy with the way I have become mm-hmm. and where I am. And that's the thing is you can only just try and keep getting better. Right. But uh, but no, this, this movie absolutely has, like, that line, it has a pretty hard ring to it right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, so. definitely. Like it, that when when Moses was talking about that when he was giving his little this little the, like yeah they, they minor, tried micro speech like they they tried guns and guns didn't work and they tried drugs and drugs didn't work and like now they're we're not killing ourselves fast enough so they're sending in something to do it faster yeah it's and it's like Jesus no I reckon yeah I reckon the Fed sent them anyway government probably bred those creatures to kill black boys first they sent drugs to the ends. Then they sent guns. Now they sent monsters to get us. They don't care, man. We ain't killing each other fast enough. So they decided to speed up the process. Tia opens the curtains to see what's going on outside. And we see that two of these creatures are looking in because we see their teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Because they don't have eyes or anything and the rest of them is pure black. So all we see are like floating jaws. Yeah. And that's another really cool aspect of their design, um, and it's even referenced when they first see the creature, mm-hmm. is when their mouths are mostly closed, it looks like two glowing eyes. Yeah. Because yeah. you can just see the edges of their mouths uh, kind of glowing. Yeah. Um, and that's, you, they use that effect a lot in this movie, mm-hmm. and like, in this scene, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And then the mouth opens, and it's just like, and this went from spooky to terrifying. And like, those mouths open a lot wider than it looks like they should be able to. Right. Like, they are huge gaping maws. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. I love it. They just have such a cool design. Uh, Dennis prepares to take fire with the gun he took from Probs, and oh no, it's a pop gun. It's a little cap gun. Oh, they don't actually. It use goes poo poo and doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And oh man, this is where we don't 
This is where Dennis meets his end, which is yeah. kind of unfortunate. Yeah, the, 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 the bursts in and attacks him. He's wearing a bicycle helmet. Yeah. Or like a, like a motorbike helmet. Right, right. And, like, it's crunching on that helmet. And I was, I, I remember, because I'd forgotten how, how this played uh-huh. out. But I was just like, oh, it's a good thing he had the helmet. And then, pop, it, yeah. it's like, oh, n- never mind. Yeah, we noticed that the, the creatures are definitely seemingly looking for Moses at this point. Like, mm-hmm. they're gearing in on him. Uh, Tia busts off the top of a lamp and starts electrocuting one of the creatures with it. Like, yep. it's a cattle prod. <laughs> and then they, uh, her and Dimples beat one to death. Yeah. Which is amazing. She's she's using an ice skate. An ice skate is like a knife. It's great. Yeah. No, these girls are badass. They are awesome. I, I kind of wish they were in the movie more because uh-huh. they are really cool. I agree. I want to, like, I hope like they're in the sequel and they have more to do. <laughs> uh, Moses tries to stab a creature with his katana, but goes back too far for a huge slice and gets it stuck in a wall. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah. Which leads to uh, Sam, like, stealth killing it. <laughs> Yeah, like video game yeah, style she stealth kill. literally does. Like, she sneaks behind it and jabs her knife in its mouth. Yep, <laughs> just up its jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hi-Hats runs into Probs and Mayhem and scares the shit out of them until they tell him where Moses is at because he is looking for the group as a whole, specifically looking for Moses at this point. Yep. Again, Moses is kind of well, not only the ringleader, but also the... Kind of the go-between. Yeah, yeah. And he's the one that, that Hyatts was trying to recruit into his business. And, yep. Yeah. And betrayed him in Hi-Hats' mm-hmm. eyes. The group starts talking it out, figuring out what happened with uh, with Dennis, now that Dennis is dead. And they figure out that the, the creatures are targeting Moses. And they assume it's because he killed the other one earlier and the rest of these are trying to get their revenge or something. Yeah. Which is close to what's happening, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hi-Hats runs into the group and begins shooting at them, uh, but more creatures arrive. He goes into uh, goes against them like, all right, I killed one of these. These are going to be easy kills. Uh, but it doesn't, like, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> yeah. And he is, uh, him, Beats, and another one of their friends, Patrick, are chased into an elevator. Sorry. While Moses and everyone else escapes. We hear screaming from inside the elevator, and it looks like that's the end of that subplot. Yeah, like, three men and a monster in an elevator is not gonna end well. Yeah, yeah. We get another flash over to Biggs. Um, he wants to try and escape, but as soon as he looks out, there are more monsters out there, so he can't. Yeah, it's, it, there's. I think it's just specifically one. It's, I think it's still that one. It's just one stalking him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce is still super fucking high, and he's gone out on a runner for, like, snacks or something. <laughs> uh, he opens one of the elevators to get back up to Ron's floor, and a bloody hi-hat steps out, and everyone else in there, including the monster, is dead. Yeah, hi-hat survived somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like the elevator from The Shining. It's just blood. Yeah. So much blood. Yeah. <laughs> Hi-Hat survived out of pure malice. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he looks messed up at this point. He's got scratches on him. He's covered in blood from monsters and from Patrick and Beats. <laughs> Moses, Sam, and the rest of the kids push their way into the elevator that Bruce is now in, since he didn't want to take the bloody elevator. <laughs> yeah. And they are going to go to Ron's, mm-hmm. because now that Tia's is compromised, Ron has the most secure Room. Yeah, they they're like, let's go up to the weed room. The weed, the weed room, yes, and, and uh, fortify ourselves. Yeah. but like, w- then we get um, Bruce's really good line where Sam asks him like, "What's Ron's weed room?" <laughs> He's like, "It's a weed room, and it's Ron's. <laughs> it's good. It's really good." 
or go into Ron's weed room. What's Ron's weed room? It's a big room full of weed, and it's Ron's. It's good. It's good. It's like Fort fucking Knox up there. Uh, Probs and Mayhem from outside the building see that there is just a huge mass of these creatures crawling up the side of the building. There's yeah. like 40 of them now at this there's, point. There's a lot. A lot of monsters on the block. <laughs> One might say that their goal is to attack the block. There's a lot of monsters at the end of this block. <laughs> and they're, they are furry. They're not Grover. They're not Grover. <laughs> or Elmo. We see from inside of Ron's floor that there are quite a few creatures outside his window, like, kind of proving the theory that they are tracking Moses. And the kids shoot a bunch of skyrockets at him. <laughs> or not from Ron's apartment, on Ron's floor. Let me yeah, say. I was going to say. Yeah, I, I, was I, gonna I got say, ahead. We I got ahead. Like, in the hallway. Yeah, in that hallway. And the, and the kids apparently have access to the lights because they keep... Like, they're the ones turning yeah, the lights on and off in this hallway? Yeah. And then we get, like, this really intense scene where the kids are trying to make it down to Ron's apartment. They're shooting Roman candles at him. And... The hallway is, at this point, more smoke and yeah, sulfur than yeah. it is and uh, breathable air. <laughs> yeah. And as a result, uh, Jerome, who is our glasses-clad member of the group... Yeah, I like gets... Jerome. Jerome, I like all the kids, really. Kids I good. do. Other than... I, I, I could take or leave Pest, but... Well, yeah, but Pest is the annoying white kid to hang out with. <laughs> we know Pest. <laughs> we are probably related to Pest. <laughs> uh... But Jerome gets kind of left behind from the group and gets completely disoriented, gets knocked down at one point, and Pest, like, goes back to, to get him, even though Pest has an injured leg. And, but it's too late. Like, Jerome is monstered. Yeah, Jerome dead. Yep. Uh, now Pest is kind of paranoid and starts, like, swinging wildly with his bat and just destroys Bruce's head. <laughs> like, it's so weird. You get this really tragic scene where uh, Jerome is, like, lost in the smoke and staggering around like he gets his glasses knocked off and has a Velma moment and then gets killed by a monster. And, like, immediately after that, it, you get, like, a slapsticky, like, donk against Bruce's head with, uh -huh. with Pest. It's very jarring. But it is. It's very funny. <laughs> it's Yeah, it, it's jarring and it's supposed to bring you back to everything else so you don't right. dwell on Jerome's um, right. untimely passing but then we get another like 90 degree turn when they get to ron's place because ron's like i don't know if you want to come in here it's pretty like i don't know how secure it is and they're like no man you have the most secure place in the building like you gotta let us in we're gonna die mm -hmm. and he's like okay and then like unlatches his door and hi-hats is already there yeah uh we get a sh like a standoff with hi-hats where he is like saying that moses betrayed him and he was going to make moses like moses was going to be his protege, so to speak, and it's like, no, you just wanted to, to use him. He was another thing for you to use up and throw away. Yep. Another kid you could dispose of. And then all the monsters bust in. <laughs> yeah, they're all in the window. Uh, causing the group to hide in Ron's weed room. Yep. Where we notice that um, Moses is lit up with UV light. Like, when the, the UV light from the grow room lights over him, he is... Glowing. Luminescent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce theorizes, I think just because he watched that moth documentary, and that's the most current thing he's thinking of at the moment, uh -huh. that it's a pheromone that attracts the males, and that the one that they killed earlier was a female. Well, not only that, he theorizes that these things go about, like, on ast you know, asteroids on in space, like, spores. Right. Until they, like, the female lands on a planet, and then the males chase after her. Yeah. And, and because, because, uh, Moses 
murder murderated the the female and now her pheromones are on him and everybody who handled it uh-huh. those, that's why they're these monsters are going after them right it's like whoa okay <laughs> yeah it's it's several large leaps in, mm-hmm. in deduction but you know Bruce has stoner powers at the moment like yeah. he's and he watched a documentary on moths, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got a we get a second FIFA reference. Um, and Moses makes a plan where he is going to leave the group in the girl room, and then lead the group or lead the monsters into somewhere where he can blow them up. Mm-hmm. Because like he knows that they don't stand a chance of being able to fight them one on one, and now there's a ton of them. Yeah. So he's gonna gonna explode them. We cut to props and mayhem. Where we find out that, in fact, their super soaker was not filled with water. It was filled with gasoline. Yep. Or some some, some other sort fl- of lighting fluid. Yeah, some other flammable liquid. Yeah, some sort of propellant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they managed to light one of the creatures on fire using mm-hmm. um, the super soaker and another firework. Yeah, they, they light it on fire at the at the dump at the the bin that uh, that Biggs is hiding Biggs in. Is yeah. hiding and in. then they um, hide in there as well because there's more monsters. Yeah. Um. And Chris, I made yeah. a note. Uh, the monster was lit on fire. You know what that means? I. it's a creature crunch guarantee (laughs) but it doesn't do anything it just dies creature crunch guarantee you do it (laughs) i will (laughs) we see them like patting down sam with the uv light like making sure there's no pheromone on her at all Mm -hmm. presumably because all the other kids handled the handled the the corpse and they were they were playing with it yeah like it was a toy (laughs) yeah but sam didn't even like she never even saw it no so she's probably the safest out of all of them and they deduce that that's true yep so she sneaks out and like peeks out at ron and ron is like is it safe out there and sam is like no it's really not safe Yeah, she's she's creeping around in this apartment like with all of these monsters in there and i just had to know it's like they're putting an awful lot of faith in the dude who's blitzed out of his mind who saw 10 minutes of a nature documentary an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Luckily it works. Yeah, but... no, he, he's, like you said, he's got stoner powers he's got stoner right now. stoner powers so, at the moment, yeah. But, oh man, like that's, that's a lot more faith than I would put into it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they are so lucky this works. Otherwise, <laughs> they just lead Sam out of the grow room and she's immediately torn apart by 50 monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Movie'd go in a different direction then. Yeah, it would. It'd be a lot more tragic and would end right here. Uh-huh. Uh, but Sam sneaks down to Moses' uh, apartment where we find out that Moses lives with his uncle who's usually not around. Uh, we see that Moses has, like, a child-sized bed with Spider-Man, like, blankets on it. That's when we find out that he's 15. That he's 15. And, and she's like, wow, you look a lot older. And <laughs> he, He's, like, kind of flattered by that. Yeah. Just because, like, in That's... this world, it's good to look older than you are. Yep. Yep. His apartment's a mess. I mean, There's... he... he... Yeah, there's we food learned, everywhere, and yeah, we basically learned that Moses's life is what most, I would say, like inner city, yeah. tragic kid gangs he, are. He's raising himself. Yeah, like, like it's it's a it's a sad situation yeah. that a lot of kids find themselves in, and this yeah. movie is drawing attention to that, and which is why all of the other kids have relatively nice yeah places. It's supposed to be in contrast to this. It's. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be a like a oh look how many people are living in these situations. Yeah. It's more of a look what's what living in this kind of situation is doing to this one kid. Well, yeah, I mean they're all like in poverty, like they they're all poor kids. Right, right. This is it's a rundown building, like they're small apartments, mm-hmm. so they're they're all living in poverty. But 
most but, of the kids are acting that way more out of I, I don't know peer pressure isn't the right thing but it, a just lot because of it is, it's the social norm yeah, for that because area because that's how you act that's what kids do they're expected mm-hmm. to go around like cause some trouble um, get in trouble with the police occasionally but you know not and yeah and they're but they're and they they want to be cool they want to be accepted by their peers they right. think that their peers are all acting that way because of that's how they're they're yeah. supposed to act whereas with Moses he acts that way because he has to he is right. being like he, otherwise he does not survive right right so and it's all taking place in the same building like yeah you see you, like it's it you're you're meant to look at this like in this one building mm-hmm. like yeah it's it's a rundown building it's it's mm-hmm. the projects essentially yeah um there are people that are living in nicer apartments mm-hmm. but then there's also this yeah so so it's its own ecosystem it really is is its own little microcosm of what's of bigger problems, but mm-hmm. that's for smarter people to talk about. Right. Um, Sam rigs Moses' flat to explode by turning on all the gas and, like, blocking all the windows so it builds up and making that thing ready to pop. Moses straps the dead female monster to his back like a horrifying backpack and charges out of Ron's apartment with the horde of monsters in pursuit. Uh, he leads them to his now primed to explode apartment. And uses a skyrocket to blow it up. Mm-hmm. Whole sequence is really cool. It's too. really cool. It's, yeah, it's done in slow motion. You get mm-hmm. the, you get some really good looks at the monsters for what you can. Yeah, uh, yeah. As they're chasing after him. This you was can... the the scene that I saw like on Tumblr with mm-hmm. gifts and stuff like that. Was all these monsters rushing down the hallway. Yeah. Moses like manages to get out of his apartment by using his Spider-Man comforter as a rope to like swing out of the building, and is then arrested, uh, just like. Tia and everyone else said, like, as soon as the cops were able to, they were going to pin this on him and everyone else, and they were going to get arrested for it. Yep. Um, We see Moses, Pest, and uh, Ron all get arrested. And Ron is trying to play off of that, like, no, he has a disability, that's what the marijuana was for, and Uh (laughs) stuff like that. He's the typical... He's the supplier. The supplier, he's the... Yeah. And meanwhile, Pest is just kind of a dipshit. Yeah. But, uh, like, at the same time, he is fairly injured. Yeah. And the cops are really roughing him up while they're they don't taking give a him shit. out. Yeah. <laughs> but we we find that uh, Sam sticks up for Moses while they're arresting him. Like, the cops ask her, you know, is that the person who mugged you? And, like, she has to think for a moment. Like, and she's like, no, they they helped me, like, this night. They were the ones who protected me. They, they saved me. And... The entire group, like, everyone in the building and, like, from around the building starts chanting Moses' name, like, wanting him to be released. And uh, we cut to Pest and and Moses inside the police van. And Pest is like, dude, they're cheering for you. This this night is all about you. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in the entire movie, we see Moses smile. Yep, and that's that's where it cuts. Yeah, that's where the movie stops. Yep. So, Uh, so, yeah, um... Good movie, great movie, good movie. Gotta watch it. Yeah, it's a it's a must watch. It, it's not just a good creature movie. It's just a good movie. It really is. Yeah. And again, I can't stress enough how fun it is to listen to these kids talk. Even mm-hmm. though, like, it's just yeah, so much going on. Um, yeah. Any any closing thoughts or remarks? Uh, no. Like we dug into this one. I think as much as we are qualified to. Agreed. There's people who are much smarter than us who have written dissertations on this movie and mm-hmm. the, the, like the class struggles and things like that they are worth looking into um 
yeah, we we are not we are not smart enough nor qualified. No, enough. we are uh, we yeah. are we <laughs> two suburban white you know, white, you know middle aged white guys. Yeah, we're not really I equipped to here. tackle this kind of thing. But yeah. uh, we, we are not the ones to talk about this. Um, but there there a lot can be you know talked it about. Can and so. has been said and about needs this. to be. Yeah, yeah. needs to be. Well, Chris, yeah. uh, what have you got for us on this crunch? Okay, well, I got something that's not super complicated. Like, these things aren't the most difficult, like, to grok things we've ever encountered. Uh, I didn't really play into their, like, tracking by pheromones thing. That's going to be more flavor, I think, than I anything. Agree. I could have put in effects where it's like, if they have this certain pheromone, uh, or you have a certain pheromone on you, they get stronger or something like that. Or, like, I thought about doing some of that, and then I was just like, eh, nah. I'm, I'm going to keep it fairly basic, but neat. So what we have here is the Otherworldly Shrieker. Okay, apt name. Yep, uh, Large Beast. You can, go with, you, you can either name these things based off of the noises they make or their glow mouths. Yeah, yeah. So, And they make a lot of noise. They're very noisy mm-hmm. guys. Um, Large Beast. We've got... Armor class of 14 with natural armor, 42 on average hit points, uh, speed standard speed of 40 feet, and a climb of 40 feet. Because we see these things go right up a building with no yeah. problem. Yeah. Uh, they've got high strength and fairly high dex, middling, or fairly high strength and fairly high constitution, middling dex and low wisdom, very low intelligence and charisma. They're just beasts. They're yep. just guys. Yep. Uh, for skills, we've got Perception, Stealth, and Survival. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, they have Blind Sight up to 60 feet, Blind Beyond That Range. Makes sense. And a Passive Perception of 13. They do not speak any languages. Bullshit Challenge Rating of 2. And a Proficiency Bonus of a plus 2. Now we get into the cool stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. We have Pack Tactics, which is kind of obvious for these things yeah but that's just standard pack tactics where they have advantage on stuff if something's within five feet of them like if one of their allies is within five feet yep uh and then his other ability is vanta black where our shrieker has advantage on all stealth checks made in low light or total darkness yeah sure that makes sense yep it's a cool it's a cool concept for an ability it's a it's a very simple ability i don't know what else you'd do with it so yeah but that that works yeah. yeah cool uh, for actions, he's got a multi-attack where they make two of their maul attacks. Okay. They may be against different targets. I know we don't need to say that, but it doesn't hurt to it clarify. Yeah. Right. It never hurts to clarify on rules that don't come up very often. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And for its maul attack, uh, melee weapon attack, plus seven to hit, reach five feet, one target. On an average... some shopping, right? What? Mall? No, no, not that maul. <laughs> oh, oh. Damn it, Matt. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It drops a building on him. Yeah. Uh, we don't see that in the movie much. In guilt. <laughs> okay. Uh, on a hit, doing an average of nine piercing damage. If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone and gain a wound. Okay. A creature takes 1d4 piercing damage at the start of its turn for each wound it has and may repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns to remove all wounds. Okay. I base this entirely off of the sort of wounding magic item. Okay. 
Um, it has a very similar effect, except that the wounds can't be healed by magical stuff. I left that out because... Sure, sure. But, it, yeah, it, when you get attacked by this thing, you start accumulating wounds that start bleeding and doing damage. I kind of like... I, I it, like I said, it's super simple. But I would not want to fight these things. Especially in a pack. In which, a pack in a contained environment where, like, you got a bunch of them just gnawing on you. Yeah, like, that's going to add up really, really yeah. quick. Yeah, your clerics are going to be working overtime. I dig it, Chris. I like it. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Anything you'd change about this boy? Beyond nitpicking, not really. I might decrease its climb speed just because we don't see him moving uh, along the walls yeah. as fast as they run. But it, like, that's such a minor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the strength is a little high. I guess maybe if I really mm. have to. Again, if I have to nitpick, other than I, no, I like him. I think they're I, cool. I based its. It's stats uh, initially off of the cave bear. Oh, okay. And then I, I upped the decks a little bit and okay. that sort of thing, which is where that comes from. Sure. What's the, what's the cave bear's challenge rating? Two. Okay. I just um, kept it the same. But I so. uh, the cave bear has a secondary uh, claw attack that it does instead of a bite. Okay. And then has a better um, tracking ability and no pack tactics. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, no, I I think he's it's it's solid. I think that's a solid block. Hell yeah. Um I love it when I get Matt's stamp of approval. <laughs> Gives me life. I'm not I'm not hard to please. Um <laughs> I know. But uh but no, I, I dig him. I dig him a lot. Uh I agree with you that I think that like anything else in the movie that we see with these things, aka the pheromones, right, doesn't really fit in it, with the stat block. Like proper. that doesn't need to be crunched. That can be fluff. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that'll be it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do really, really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Um, hop on a Patreon, toss us five bucks a month. Uh, you get these bonus kibbles episodes where mm-hmm. we stat out some extra stuff, uh, either directly from the movies inspired by the movie, uh, or just random Derived BS from that, the movie or yeah, <laughs> just random weird stuff that yeah. we come up with. Uh, do we want to talk about the new stuff? behind the paywall we are going to have some new stuff yep. um although honestly by the time this episode airs it may have already happened I mean, it may have so we can should we talk about it then i i don't um do, do we want to tease it do we want to give them a bit of a nip slip <laughs> we'll see because the thing is i don't know if i want to release those during you know what fuck, fuck it yeah uh let's let's nip slip it okay um yeah no but we we have some We've got some fun extra things that yep. uh, we're trying We've out for the Patreon. We've got at least two new shows, and we may have more coming up. In the we, we want to make the Patreon worth subscribing to, and we know that the the Kibbles episodes aren't always worth your your five dollars. Yeah, sometimes they're a little shorter. Sometimes, especially in the early early bits, they're not entirely. Uh, they're I, not entirely content heavy. I think we're getting better, and as we get more of an archive of those, like the five dollars definitely seems. Oh yeah, it. absolutely, because you get the backlog. But... Right, but we we wanted to have a few other shows. We wanted to record some other stuff and yep. have a reason to do it. Um, yeah. So my show, and it's the show that I've been kind of working on for a while, and kind of teasing like, oh, I've got something I'm working on, is uh, basically Creature Crunch, but for comic book shit. Um, it's very fun. The first episode we're doing is about Spider-Man's web shooters. Mm-hmm. It was so a blast. It was it, a lot of fun to record. You want to hear me go off on comic book stuff for a long time and then see us, uh, on recording, develop a magic item based off of that. Uh, that is something you can do. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, we also tried something else that, uh, I'm still not We're still kind sure. of figuring out the format for that. Um, 
we just we just talked at each other for about half an hour about different monsters. monsters. But yeah, we, we found some weirdo old D and D monsters and kind of showed them to each other and and then pondered which ones would win in a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're kind of still figuring out the format of that. We may work some more on that. We yeah, that that one needs a lot more time in the oven. But yeah, uh, but hopefully those are available now. So. Uh, Definitely check them out if you if you uh, if you're curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would most certainly appreciate the support. Um, beyond that, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can so on Twitter at Creature Crunch, or you can email us creaturecrunchpodcast at gmail uh, If you have any recommendations or suggestions as far as movies you would like mm-hmm. us to cover, we we'd absolutely love to do some. Uh, we just got finished with our first slew of of recommendations there uh-huh. and we've got something cool coming up for this may yeah we do have a we, we've got some specialized episodes uh planned out for the future uh we're very excited about different things that are happening in this stupid little podcast that like five <laughs> people listen to but uh yeah um beyond that if you want to reach us out to us uh individually uh chris where we can we find you uh you can find me on twitter at the library c that's c-e-e and of course, I am on Twitter as well uh, at Danny underscore Hamstake, uh, my personal Twitter. Where uh, feel free to shout at us there if mm-hmm. you'd like as well. But um, beyond that, uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. Um, we need to announce the my next movie. Yeah, you're you're yep. up next, man. So this is this is my pick, and this is the first one you know a little while that is not predetermined from me because of requests yeah uh not that i'm complaining by any means but uh i also want i wanted to kind of cover a movie that uh another one kind of in the same vein as sweetheart where it's more recent Mm -hmm. a little bit more obscure but also a very good movie Mm -hmm. uh and we are going to be looking at uh 2016's the monster uh we're going to check that one out in a couple weeks and uh we will see you guys then cool see ya